drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what is going on everybody? I am your host Derek Oker here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, talking that Detroit Lions, and there is so much to talk about, the final game of the season, beating the smug Packers, lots of excitement, not only from the Kool-Aid drinkers, but from national media, local media, everybody seems on board with this team. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, at Derek Oakry. always trying to talk football, fantasy football, Lions, Wolverines, all types of things on there as I have time. Hit me up on there. And let me give you a little preview of the show. Let me tell you what you'll be talking about today. I mean, I want to get into a whole lot of Detroit Kool-Aid, a whole lot of optimism. We'll walk down what kind of things I saw in this Packer game, but... I just want the fan base to be so excited uh, about what's to come moving forward, what we've seen recently, think positive, look at the good, um, build off that. So we'll talk about that. Um, 2022 excitement. And again, you're going to just dip you in um, butter and double side of cornbread. Hold on. I, I got that somewhere. You guys know you love that on the show. A little cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. <laughs> And, uh, gosh, we're going to get into, like, you know, the offseason, what that looks like for the Lions. We're actually going to talk about what the offseason is going to look like here on the Kool-Aid cast as well. And let's let's just end it with the thing I know you guys love best. All the listeners out there, you're always hitting me up. Let's just end it with this. <laughs> A little... NFL draft talk here on the show so we got so much to get into so we, we can't mess around before we dive into it though I just want to remind everybody if you missed last week's show or any of the previous podcasts you can go find them they're on any podcast platform where it's iTunes the anchor app you can go to Spotify Google Play basically anywhere just type in Detroit Kool-Aid cast going to come up lots of old classics in there as well as uh, last week's show my buddy Chops came on here and we did a new wrinkle to the show. We uh, did 20 hot topics. And we did them like part PTI style, pardon the interruption, only it was pardon the Kool-Aid. Um, lots of great content in there. Yes, it was a bit longer. That shows just a little bit under an hour or so. But we got into a ton of stuff. So I think you guys will enjoy that. And uh, like I said, plenty of other episodes. So thank everybody who always listens to the show. Thank you guys that hit me up and uh, do some of the fun jokes that we do here on the show. You guys know we love to do the sound drops as well. Drink it in, man. <laughs> and uh, 
I just really appreciate it. It's, it's been a, kind of a, a fun up and down type season, good ending to the year, exciting off season, good schedule next year. Um, Going to add some quality players, dip into free agency. Who knows what the Detroit Lions might do moving forward. And, and, and like I said, it's just time to serve up that wonderful, delicious Honolulu Blue flavored Detroit Kool-Aid to the people. And the people consist of the millions. I know you guys smell what I'm cooking. Let's get into it right now. I mean, even just before I hit record, Brad Holmes stepping to the podium, um, Lions GM, players are excited, the fans are hyped. I mean, let, let's just start here with the beatdown of the smug, the pompous, the arrogant, the aloof. <laughs> you know all the things we like to say about him on the show. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant twerp, scumbag. I mean, you Kool-Aid drinkers know who I'm talking about when we hit that drop. And Aaron Rodgers decided he was just going to roll up into this game, you know, with that terrible haircut and that look on his face. He's sitting there laughing, talking to the referees, doing all his normal garbage. You know, I'm just going to play a quarter. Maybe I'll play a half, throw the football around, you know, pad my stag, get a few touchdowns, you know, nice little walk in the park here at Ford Field, right? I mean, this guy came out, made a few plays, did what he did, and then got up out of the ball game. But in the meantime... The Detroit Lions are scrapping with this dude. We're, we're, we're putting up points. We're pulling out, it, I, I'd call it explosive trickeration uh, by Dan Campbell as the play caller on offense. I mean, it just he was just dialing them up. I thought it was incredible. Now, this has become a running gimmick with the Detroit Lions where we wait till the final game of the year to pull out crazy trick plays and put up points and, you know, have these fun wins. I would like them more, I don't know, maybe in week one, two, three, four, you know, that would be helpful. But uh, Dan Campbell and company just unloaded the bag on these guys. I thought it was just a solid effort in all facets. I thought they played well on offense, defense, special teams. Um, I really liked what I saw across the board. And here's the other gimmick here on the show. I thought Jared Goff played well again. Now, the the funny gimmick part is you guys have been hearing me for weeks and weeks here on the show say, um, uh, how'd that go again? Something like this. He can't throw. And I've been doing that as a funny gimmick to make people laugh as well as uh, just reiterate the fact that it's disgusting watching the ball come out of his hand. I mean, he played well again, but again. Very limited, if any, nice spirals or deep throws down the field more than six to eight yards. But you cannot debate the passer rating, the completion percentage, the yards. I mean, 238, two tugs, no turnovers, um, led the team well. You know, they, they they pulled out the trick plays. There's no question. So, you know, no issues there. That was really nice. That's kind of what I was hoping. Hey, if Jerigoff's going to play, play well so you can go out on a good note and everybody can be fired up. And that's exactly what happened. Um I also like the turnovers. I mean, we're getting getting fumbles, you know, C.J. Moore with a late pick that kind of felt like it sealed it, and then they gave him the ball back, and all the SOL fans, are, here we go, they're going to do this, going to do that. You know, everyone's talking about the draft pick, this and that. Nope. Tracy Walker shuts the door with a really nice interception to seal it. I thought it was really fitting for him to get it because... 
Tracy's been a guy that I've sort of uh, got after a little bit on the show. He's my guy. He wears 21. That's my number. I love everything about him. He's got the go-go gadget arms. He looks athletic. He's incredible. But this guy couldn't catch an INT to save his life. I want to say his last one was against Kyler Murray like two and a half plus years ago um, in the opener nonetheless. So to see him get one here really felt good. He's been a very honest guy with the media, a very heartfelt when he talks, um, doesn't apologize for, you know, some of his, uh, you know, shortcomings as well as just wants to be real. And I like that a lot. I really have always liked his mentality. I just kept getting after him going, Tracy, you got to get your hands on the football, bro. You got to make plays. You got to get INTs. I can't have tackles 8, 10, 12, 15 yards down the football field getting you to 100 tackles that don't mean anything. And uh, late in the year, really played well. He did lay the lumber on people. He did have those tackle numbers. And to see him get the game-winning interception in a year where he's headed to free agency, I thought was incredible. I also loved the DeAndre Swizzle um, run late in the football game where, yeah, he didn't do a ton once he returned these last couple games, but man... When he uh, cut this ball up and then bursted to the outside, um, just right down the sideline, untouched basically for this uh, late touchdown, that was sweet. That was fun to watch. And uh, I just, when you look around, man, you really start seeing things coming together in their plan, not only with the foundation, but just sort of how they're building this team with multiple facets, multiple players, multiple ways to beat you. they're tough, they can fight, they're gritty. I think it's an exciting future. I mean, let's just name off a few names. St. Brown, Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, Jay Swag, Jamal Williams. Um, You know, it's just... You know, Josh Reynolds, I thought, on offense. And when you flip to defense, you're kind of like focusing on those young cats. You know, you got um, guys like Aleem McNeil showed up late in the year. Levi needs to do some work, but he'll come along. Then you got Mr. Okuda. You got A.O. You guys know who he is on the show. Oh, baby! You got him making plays, getting his hands on footballs left, right, and center. You got Tracy. Hopefully, they'll bring him back on the back end. You've got young linebackers, whether it be Derek Barnes, Germ. You know, what I what I think they did is they put the foundation down. They also found those guys in the mid to bottom tier of their roster. And then, like I said, you're going to build off. You're going to take all this hype that's going on with St. Brown and add one to two receivers in free agency in the draft. And that's going to look like a really sweet receiving core, kind of like the Cincinnati Bengals did when they took T. Higgins. It was like, you know, kind of did, seemed odd at the time. And now it's Higgins, Jamar Chase, and uh, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon, and the core. You know what I mean? Like, it's all come together really quickly for them. And I think the Lions just add a couple pieces. You'll see the exact same thing from them. So I just love how things are kind of coming together with that core group of young cats. Going to have a better free agent class this year. And get everything rolling. I'm kind of getting into my second segment already, which is just the excitement that's building. I mean, I just named off some of the young talent. You've heard me talk on and on on this show about the one and only thing that I think builds a football team to the ultimate heights, and that's the draft picks. We got two first-rounders the next two years. We've got multiple picks in the other rounds. This year, we got three picks in the top 34 of the draft. I mean, that's going to be incredible. I can't wait to see it. I mean, one thing the Lions have to do, and I think this is going to happen, but you got to keep AG. Aaron Glenn, there's something about this guy where... 
you know, yes, the defense was up and down at times, but when they were up or when they were playing with a lot of injuries, they played fun football, solid football, you know, exciting football at times. And uh, the word came out that Aaron Glenn might have a coaching, head coaching interview with the Denver Broncos opportunity. Um, I'm really hoping the Lions do all they can to keep this guy around, not just for next year, but I'd like him at least here for three years. By then, I think we will have that core built. We'll have the schemes. We'll have a, a sense of winning. And if he wants to move on at that point, I think we'd be much better off than if it happens now. I think he's a really core coach to keep. And like I said, I'm kind of moving into my second segment, but you guys just had to love that 37-30 beatdown of the Green Bay Packers. I mean, Jamal Williams had a very sneaky 13-43. for And is it just me, or is Jamal Williams, like, every time he runs hard as he can right up the middle, it seems like he's getting 8, 10, 12 yards of crack most times. I mean, we haven't seen that in Detroit in I don't know how long. But I swear when Swag gets the football, he's always getting 4-5, and most of the time he's getting 7-10 to 10, um, before he gets contacted to the ground. So I love what he's brought to and, and kind of the limited role that they brought him in here for. Obviously, I love his energy. And again, you guys have heard me. St. Brown, I'm kind of like, hold on. Don't put him on the Hall of Fame. He's a 3. He's a 800-yard and 6-touchdown type guy. I mean, the hype is just building with this guy, but again, he goes out and put up 8, 109, and a tug. I mean, that's that's good stuff right there. He looks so solid. They're even giving him run plays, trick plays. They're throwing him in little slot roll. They're, he's able to beat people to the outside. We didn't really see him go, go up over the top a ton where he just beat somebody on the outside with a ton of speed um, without some type of trick element, but... I do think he has that in his game a little bit as well. So he, he's really showing himself. And again, that was by no means me trying to knock the kid down. It was just sort of saying, wait till we we add a couple more pieces at that position as well as get TJ Hawkinson back along with these running backs and stuff. He'll settle into a nice role, I think, right now. He's kind of been the guy the last handful of weeks and really has played great football. So that's another thing to be excited about. As far as this 2022 excitement that I've been talking about, I mean, you know, what What are the Lions going to do in free agency? That's that's something I'm real excited about because Brad Holmes, when he stepped to the podium here before I got recording, he, is, he was kind of like, hey, you know, we're looking, we've been working on free agency since the fall and, and the draft. He said, you know, we've got more resources, both uh, financial when it comes to free agency and capital when it comes to the NFL draft for those picks that I mentioned. And he seems real excited about being able to dip into that bag a lot more and be able to bolster this football team. So I I can't wait to see the type of guys they get. They always talk about the grit, the hard work. I love all that. Don't get me wrong. But they do need to get some premier talents top to bottom. And because I think that's what's going to ultimately win you ball games at a really high level, not beating some of the lower level teams in the league, but being able to go head up with the uh, talent. And like I said, I, I think it's sort of sneakily coming together, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. You plug in a couple real quality free agents, some some mid-tier guys, and then you, you ball out in the draft. Um, I think they can they can definitely compete. Um, you know, some of the excitement I think in heading into twenty two is going to be this whole OC thing. Like, what's going to happen? Are the Lions going to go get a like real you know up and coming coordinator? They're going to get an established guy, or is Dan freaking Campbell just going to do his thing? I mean, that's that's one where I put it on the excitement list, but it's also kind of 
what are they going to do? Let's wait and see. I'm curious. I, I, I don't know. I like what Dan Campbell did with these trick plays, being aggressive, running the football, all the things he did. But, I mean, can somebody do it better so that he can focus on the team and do some other things? I, I'd be curious. You know, it, it feels to me like he's going to be the play caller in 2022. Um, ben Johnson, I believe, is the uh, tight ends coach that took on a bigger role once they sort of um, – you know, took the play calling away from Anthony Lynn and Anthony Lynn sort of, they agreed to move on from each other. And, you know, he said he wishes Dan Campbell well. And it's just kind of weird because I feel like Anthony Lynn's a really good guy. I feel like he maybe was just a real, he's a tough guy at heart, I think too. So maybe there was just something that happened behind the scenes or with Jared Goff where he wasn't getting what he expected and Dan Campbell needed to step in to smooth things over and, and do it the way he wants. So, you know, I, I think, Campbell will call the plays. Ben Johnson will probably be the, uh, you know, OC and name possibly, and I, I don't mind that combo. I, I think that Ben Johnson's a guy that, you know, nobody really has a, a book on him because he hasn't been a coordinator for eight, ten, twelve years like some of these guys, um, where people can be like, oh, he runs this, he does this, he likes to do that. You really don't know what you'll get from. Him. Same with Dan Campbell. Nobody knew what they're gonna get for him when he starts randomly playing, calling plays in week six or whatever that happens. So, I. I, I'm curious by it, as well as I think that it could be, it could work. But I'm definitely not against sort of like a guy that has a track record or an exciting offense that that they could bring in, so Dan Campbell could focus on the team, leadership, you know, game management, all the things that you normally want your head coach to do. And the other reason I'm real excited heading into 2022 is just like looking at the schedule. Like the Lions have always seemed to like finish low recently, but also get a really tough schedule. Also, you know, when the actual schedule comes out, you don't love like where the bye week is. You don't like that the, the primetime schedules. You know, you don't like a lot of the elements that come into the schedule. On paper, this schedule with the opponents looks real good. I mean, again, I'm not as worried about when you play them as who you play. And I, I think it's shaping up really nicely. I think they're poised to have a really, really good offseason from top to bottom and go in with not only a lot of excitement I wouldn't be surprised to maybe see them as the the hard knocks HBO team this year I wouldn't be surprised to see them have a killer draft and a couple big names in free agency that can get this fan base super hype maybe even needing to fill up their glass for a second third fourth fifth time with that Detroit Kool-Aid drink it in man all right, everybody, let's get our great sponsors in here. I want to keep this show tight for you since we went long last week. Get our sponsors in here. Please listen to them. That really helps out the show. Go check out uh, their websites. Go f- seek them out, Reality Sports Online, Anchor Podcast. You know, check it, check the show out on Spotify. That's always been a great sponsor as well. And uh, when we come back, I mean, I'm just going to walk through what the offseason kind of feels and looks like uh, in broad strokes for the Lions, as well as the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And then we're talking draft to end the show. Everybody, we'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody. 
This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You can put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. All right, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we're back from the break. I know you listen to those sponsors because that helps out the show. I, 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 what I need you to do is hit that subscribe button, share this with a friend, be like, yeah, check out this Kool-Aid cast. I mean, this guy's just serving up Detroit Lions Kool-Aid all day, every day. Drink it in, man. Cornbread! And, uh... If you ever have a chance, want to leave us a review, I know we I haven't mentioned that in a while, but it's always fun to see people review the show, hopefully you give us that five star if you think we've earned it, and uh, we definitely do try to not only entertain you, obviously I go up over the top with some of the gimmicks, the rants, the things I do just to entertain you, but it is fun just to talk football and see that you guys are like, hey man, I love the show, I love the sound bits, hey do this, I like it when you do that, bring this guest on, you know that really helps out as well, so please Please do all that to help the show as well as just uh, keep listening, keep drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. So um, after that first segment of the show, let's talk about kind of the offseason for the Lions. It just got announced that the Detroit Lions will be one of the coaching staffs for the Reese's Senior Bowl. I'm really happy. You know, it felt weird. It felt like Dan Campbell kind of had said, you know, yeah, we'd be open to do it, but, you know, he didn't seem all that into it and then he kind of said you know you can go down the senior bowl and fall in love with guys and it can skew your view but uh you know knowing that they will be one of the coaches is just great for the team and the fan base because the team gets a look at all these guys head up they get to be in meetings they get to see them behind the scenes and they're gonna have those precious draft picks so it just helps being able to spend those a little bit better when you actually do have to make those selections I think the players in Mobile are gonna love Dan Campbell he brings a ton of energy super positive he is gonna have great coordinators that are able to motivate these kids as well as get them excited to be like man I wouldn't mind playing for the Lions because they got some dogs there at the head coaches as well as they have fun and they work hard and they they aren't afraid to uh, enjoy themselves as well which I think is big so really excited that'll happen I think that's just awesome across the board the fan base what's fun about that 
with them coaching the senior bowls if you get opportunities espn nfl network they have great coverage of that it's just so fun to watch um, your team down there with these players you get interviews basically every day from dan campbell you'll get a lot of insight you know a lot of you know the one-on-ones with the players and the um, just the look at practice and how the Lions run things you and they usually do mic'd up segments you get just so much good stuff so again if it's just the random you know Jets um, you know Bengals like back in the day you're kind of like eh you know you don't have much you know in on the coaching staff but when the Lions are there it's going to be real fun to get that inside look as well as see your team out there working working with these great college seniors that are down there uh, trying to earn themselves um, better draft spot as well as just working their tails off so I can't wait for that I'm really hoping I can just dive deep I'm going to try dive deep into some senior bowl NFL draft content for you guys here on the show no question after the Senior Bowl, I mean, it's right uh, beginning of March there is when free agency opens, so we're not even a couple months away from that, which is crazy. Um, Lions will have a good pocket of dough, but I don't see them going out and spending willy-nilly looking for good value, looking for young players, looking for um, tough guys, you know, people that will come in here and can be, you know, quality players for multiple years. They gave out a lot of one-year deals this past year. I think you'll see some more longer commitments to the right guys as well as you know, actually having a chance at some of these bigger name players that are in the earlier mid part of their careers, or even a veteran that's not over the hill yet, but is just uh, looking for that right spot. Detroit might be that spot, both based on the coaching staff and uh, what they're looking for and what he can bring. So free agency is going to be super important. After that, after free agency, I don't know if you guys have heard me say this on the show multiple times before, but I would have to say, without a shadow of a doubt, that this is the biggest NFL draft in the history of the Detroit Lions this upcoming year. Two first-round picks, picking you know second in the second round, um, three picks in the top 34, as I said earlier, multiple um, you know draft picks after that. Brad Holmes has shown that he knows how to wait on talent like ARSB. Um, he knows how to grab big physical players like Derek Barnes, Levi, Aline McNeil, Big Plump. Um, I guess I can't have Big Denim and Big Plump, can I? It's probably it's got to be like Big Denim and what up Plump, you know. Um, Lee McNeil looking real plump in that jersey, but he started making plays, which I like, so it's a good thing. And, and again, Joey from the Believe Podcasting Network, one of my great guests, came on and said, you know, once he gets a sack, he's got to do the plumpty plump. Do your dance, it's your chance, do the plump, the plumpty plump, something like that. So uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm i just... You know, it's going to be huge. I've got the draft boards working. I got the DTO scouting office ready to roll. I'm definitely going to be diving deep with the uh, time I have available. Cannot wait for the NFL draft once again this year. I feel like my process gets better every year. I love talking about it. I love analyzing it. I love seeing who the lines take as well as giving you guys who I would have took live on the clock based on who was available and what I thought the lines could use as well as my own players that I just would have taken um, if, if I was GM. So real fun stuff coming there. And speaking of fun stuff, so here's kind of what I want to do this year with the uh, Kool-Aid cast here in the offseason. You know, the final game is over. We whipped the Packers. We are heading to – we are in the offseason right now. You know, Dan Campbell did his exit interview. Brad Holmes did his as well. 
And you guys know during the season, you know, we've been coming to you very consistently Wednesdays and Fridays. I've got my normal guests once a month or so, which is Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated All Lions. We get Joey Christopoulos from the Believe Podcasting Network Bears fan, but me and him just have a ton of fun jumping on here and talking football. You also get my buddy Stefan on the show. You know who he is. Bruh. Bruh. The king of all bros. And then you also get one of my other real good buddies, good friends, Chops, at Chops in the D on Twitter. Comes on, talks a lot of football. So, you know, with those guests, I feel like that's really worked out well, having that different voice, you know, every few weeks. Most of those guys come on every three to four, maybe five weeks. They're on once a time, which is cool. I also get a little bit of room to be able to do what I'm doing now, which is go solo and just talk football and get things done, which is cool. So I think I want to keep that up. I'd be curious if you guys want to hit me up with the DM or a message on Twitter and just tell me, you know, what's your opinion? What what guests do you love the most? Which one uh, do we have the best chemistry with? Which one makes you laugh? You know, uh, do you like the guests we're bringing on? Do you like me mixing it up? Because I know those guys really enjoy coming on and I really appreciate their time to come on, talk ball, talk Lions, laugh, all the things we do. But, uh, you know, we could definitely have them come on and I could definitely work this offseason and maybe find some other guests and people that come on from time to time. I'm really not as big on, hey, let me let me uh, interview a player, a Lions player. You know, I know a lot of podcasts do that. It probably gets them a lot of listens, a lot of clicks or whatever. But this show does just fine without. And uh, like I said, I always want to be fun, entertaining, off the wall when I can be. Um, it's usually easier to do that when I have a, a friend or a guest um, where I can lay back and, and try to play more sounds and have fun with you guys than when I'm doing the solos. But, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe there'd be like a draft expert, some guys, some different media people that I enjoy that I could get to come on from time to time. So let me know if you'd like more guests or if you like when I do the solo shows or I'm just rocking and rolling. But one thing I do want to do here in the off season because I just got a lot on my plate here, both personally, um, work-wise, all the different things I got my hand in. And I also got some other projects I really want to spend some time on that I'm hoping I can bring to you guys here in the near future. And, and let you know more about. But in this offseason, I want to go down just to the Wednesday show for a bit. So um, knock off that Friday pod, hit you with the Wednesday show right in the middle of the week there, get you that Lions content, all the hot items, what's going on. Um, the reason I'll knock off the Friday as well is because um, as we get closer to draft season and stuff, I'm going to try to do some bonus shows here or there where I'm talking ball, doing a live mock draft, all the things I've done. But I really just want to focus on getting you that one Wednesday show, give you the best show I can every week um, here in the off season, give you those bonuses when I can. That'll free me up to do a few more things, uh, you know, without doing the double shows each week. And then the plan is kind of once the season gets back rolling, uh, training camp pits and stuff, we'll probably go back to the double dip, the Wednesdays, Fridays, uh, serving up that Detroit Kool-Aid. So I don't know how that sounds to you guys, but that's kind of the game plan. I hope you'll support it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. I'm excited. Always about serving up that Detroit Kool-Aid, baby. Drink it in, man. So, so that's that's what we're doing, both for the Lions in the offseason as well as for this podcast, uh, this offseason. That's kind of the layout, the game plan. And, I mean, there there's no... We don't need to waste any more time. I mean, we need to dive right into it, don't you think? But before we do that, we got to have the music. Music. 
You guys know what it is. That's the NFL draft music here on the show. We are talking Detroit Lions draft here on the podcast. Let me pull that down a little bit so you don't miss any of this great content I'm about to give you right now. I know out there in the Twitter sphere, we got a bunch of NFL draft experts. A lot of people already doing mocks. A lot of the, the fan base out there getting real, real hype for the NFL draft. So I got some things for you, just some teasers, maybe some things to think about, some quick hits here on the NFL draft portion of the show. And that's simply this. With the number two pick in the NFL draft, the Detroit Lions will select... I'm here to tell you, right here, right now, the Detroit Lions are going to select Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. Now, all these mock drafts are saying he's going to go number one. I can easily see Jacksonville going with Neal, the big tackle from Alabama. I could easily see them falling in love with Thibodeau. So, I think there's a really high percentage chance that Hutch is going to be sitting right there for the Detroit Lions. And they'll be more than happy to take him and get ready to get after quarterbacks in 2022. When you look at the Rams pick, that second pick in the first round, that's the one that everyone's salivating over. Where's it going to end up? Who's going to be available? Who can you get? I'm here to tell you. Like, I think it's a win-win because... There's a lot of Stafford fans out there. I've walked a line on this show, but I am definitely a Stafford supporter. It is fun watching him sling the ball around with the Rams. They got those sweet jerseys over there in L.A. He's got those ball players like Cup and Jefferson and Woods when he was healthy. And they're getting acres back. So, like, I'm rooting for the Rams in the postseason. I know a lot of you guys are like, oh, it's got to be all about the line. Got to be the draft pick. Like, If the Rams get bounced, our pick will be better. The last game they lost against San Francisco made the Lions pick better. But does it mean I have to actively root against Matt Stafford and company to fall on their face? No, I would love it if they went out and beat the mayor of Munchkinland, Kyler Murray and company. I would love it on Monday Night Football, Matt Stafford slanging around the yard and balled out. That would be incredible. And I'm not going to worry about it. Oh, it's in the early 20s. Now it's in the mid to late 20s. It doesn't matter. We're going to get a stud. So all you people out there that love Matt Stafford to the nth degree, root him on in the playoffs. Hope he does amazing. Hope he wins um, this year, next year MVP, whatever the case is. I'm all for that. People that love only the Lions in this case and hate Matt Stafford. Like, I want him to lose first week so we get the best draft pick. I get it. My thing is, I think it's kind of a win-win because if he loses... You guys get what you want, but the Lions get a better pick. If he wins, I think we can still enjoy that ride as well and say, hey, we have another pick in the 20s. Uh, You know, great. Uh, We're going to get a great football player there. So I think it's a win-win for everybody. I'm excited for Stafford, the Rams, the Lions, and, of course, having two first-round picks for the first time since what? Matt Stafford and Brandon Pettigrew. (laughs) Uh, I think we did trade up for uh, Javid Best in the first round as well. That did happen with Ndamukong Sue. So those are the last two times I remember us having two really high picks like this. And look at the teams that have had two, three picks in the first round. And 
have uh, had all that capital. Look what they walk away with when it comes to young, cheap, inexpensive talents. Incredible. So um, that's going to be a great thing for the Lions both this year. Oh, and did I mention next year as well? Um, that, that's going to be incredible once they uh, add those picks and those players to this team. One guy I know you guys are all excited about is James Williams, a wide receiver for the Alabama Crimson Tide. I mean, I like this kid, but I'm not in love with him like some of you guys out there. I feel like some people are like, oh, you know, this guy, you got to have him with that Rams pick. Oh, he's incredible. He's this and that. I know he's put up big numbers. He looks silky smooth, but... He just tore his ACL in the championship game, so the Lions have the advantage of they can take a player and sort of wait on him a little bit. But you only do that if you're getting a nice discount. So this guy fell into the uh, top of the second or you even longer than that, and then you want to scoop him up, I can support that. But I'm just not a big proponent of taking that wide receiver or even maybe a wide receiver with that late first round pick I mean have to be a perfect fit perfect guy great value otherwise I feel like I want to address other spots you know whether it be if we get our edge rusher up top like Hutch like I'm predicting I would like to get that nasty safety maybe with that pick or uh, another offensive um, you know I would like to add to the defense I think I would you know it depends how it shakes out but um, you know between that second first rounder and that top second rounder I need myself a nasty safety even if we keep Tracy Walker I really do so uh, you know I I think that there's a lot of good safeties probably five or six guys that I like in this draft and I know that second first round pick early in the second round even if you want to wait until you're picking the third you're going to be able to have a great player there and I think they really need to upgrade that position um, I think their corners are, are already in place and are pretty young and, and have upside. I feel like we can get a receiver kind of anytime we want. Like, Brad Holmes has proven that. So, you know, gosh, like, hoping hoping they get a safety uh, early in the first couple of rounds because I think that would really improve the defense a lot. Guy that can run, hit, make plays on the football, even get after the quarterback at times. And uh, do, do I have to mention a third time here on the show? Three picks in the top 34. The top 34 players that are selected in college football are going to be going to the Lions. The Detroit Lions. And uh, you got to be excited about that because, as I say every year, the first four or five rounds, I mean, gosh, there's always players in rounds three, four, five that I'm like, man, I love this player. So you're telling me I'm going to get three of the top 34 guys that come off the board? Oh, baby. Oh, baby. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun to watch. So um, just a couple more things here. I mean, the Detroit Lions, I mean, they need to find great football players. They need to fill positions of need. And they need to also find good. doesn't have to be great, but it needs to be good value. You guys have heard me talk about the draft, whether it's your fantasy draft, the NFL draft, any type of draft you do. With every pick, you're looking for value. You're looking for a guy that is slipped later than he should have went. You're looking for a guy that you didn't think would be there. You're looking for a guy that has tremendous upside that others don't see and that you're getting great value. A guy that was ranked really high and he has slipped for whatever reason, but you know 
He's going to be okay. He's going to make plays. He's going to be a great player. Value is the key to the draft. So great football players, positions of need, value. Keep those three things in your head as we roll to this draft. It's as simple as that. I can't wait for this sound to happen and for the Detroit Lions to step to the podium in April. All right, let me let me pull this music down that you guys love so much. Hopefully you could hear me good there as I got rolling. I'm always tweaking the sounds, the levels, doing the best I can to give you good quality audio content here on the show. But I think that's all I got. Like I said, I want to keep this around that 30-minute mark for you. Talked about a lot here on the show, and I'll just end it with this. Let's get excited, Lions fans. I mean, be fired up. Um, as all of you Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers are. Don't apologize for it. Don't sit there and harp on this, that, and the other. Get excited for your football team. Support your team. Listen to this show. Listen to other Lions podcasts. Be optimistic about who they're going to get in free agency. Be ecstatic with who they will probably get in the NFL draft. Roll in to the summer and uh, training camp thinking, this might be one of the better football teams we've had. This is going to be an exciting team to watch thanks to Dan freaking Campbell, Brad Holmes, the coaches, and the players that are out there balling. I can't wait for this season. I know you guys cannot wait as well. It's going to be a fun off season for anyone that is a dedicated, diehard Detroit Lions fan and if I got to give you a Dan Campbell reminder you guys know I play the different drops on the show but let me just hit you with this to sort of end the show this is from Dan freaking Campbell and I think this sums up what we're all looking for as we keep this thing rolling this place has been kicked it's been battered it's been bruised and I can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long that uh, none of that matters and you guys don't want to hear it anyway you've had enough of that shit. So, excuse my language. We're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right? And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up. And then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before, before long, we're going to be the last one standing, all right? That's going to be the mentality. That's what I'm talking about, Dan Freaky Campbell. I love this guy. I love this team. I love what they're building. I love that all the fans and everybody are excited. We can't wait for next year and all the Detroit Kool-Aid that's going to be flowing. Drink it in, man. That's all I got. I'm fired up. I'll catch you guys next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Drink it in, man.